Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the No Breaking Podcast. I'm here in the Magnaflow booth today with the owner and the man in charge, Big Cheese, of Classic Car Studio, Noah Alexander. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you, firstly, for giving me a few minutes. I know you're a very, very busy man. I know you're wanted, like, mostly everywhere around the convention center here. So how does it feel to be, like, one of the most popular people at SEMA this year? Well, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, one of the most popular. Oh, I think uh, you are. we're having a good, you know, we're having a good time out here. We brought two vehicles that uh, the team and myself built at the shop. We've got a 70 F100 here in the Magnafilla booth, and over at Billet Specialties, a 71 Chevelle. Pretty, pretty crazy. Two, two crazy performance vehicles. So. Yeah, I know. I've had a chance to have a look around them as best you can here at SEMA with exactly. trying to dodge everyone else and trying to take a photo or two. But tell, the, if you could give us a bit of an insight into what goes into how you go about making a SEMA car, or what's the premise behind it? How does it all happen? How does it come together? Yeah, sure. You know, we usually have a, it's, it's usually a build to work on during the year mm-hmm. for a customer, and uh, if the timing works out right, and you know we get a booth that wants to have our vehicle in it. We get to go to SEMA, so we've we've been kind of trending on that over the last uh, I don't know five years or so. We usually bring a, a few vehicles every year, so, and it's a great experience. Sure, and I guess there's always that last minute pressure of trying to get everything set up and right, and then the, the obviously the added pressure of trying to get it into the booth here in the convention center, which I understand is right. quite quite the task. It seems no matter how much you prepare, you know. For, for the show or how, how complete the vehicle is. For some reason, there's always some sort of SEMA rush. Yeah. Um, and you just get you know, just get destroyed for, for a little bit while you're, while you're trying to get it all together and, and make them get here. So, you know, past completing the vehicles, then you kind of have, there's always some logistical nightmare. But you know what? Everybody shows up at the end and get them in here, get them cleaned off, fix any paint flaws that occurred in the trailer, and, uh, you know, let it rip. Yeah. So if we take a step back, how was it that you ended up getting into this sort of this industry? What was it that sort of kickstarted that? How did it come about? You know, I went through a, a kind of a traditional education without the, without the awareness that there were really cool opportunities available in the automotive industry. And after I got out, out of college, I was like, I got I to gotta work in the industry. I, gotta, I have to get in there somehow. And uh, I had a sales job for a couple of years, and then, I, you know, without really, I never had a lemonade stand or any really entrepreneurial spirit as a kid or before that. But I said, you know what? Let's let's do this. Let's let's start up this business. And um, I was young. I didn't have a wife. Didn't have kids. I, I had nothing to lose. So sure. we we went all in. It, it was uh, it was it's been fun. And and yeah, I mean, all in now is obviously you've got uh, the television show. You've got yep. cars here regularly right. at SEMA. You regularly talked about as being putting some great builds together. I just saw you uh, with your truck that was obviously at the Hoonigan garage there where you gave a good walkthrough of that. We had a good time over there? Yeah, I mean, I know, and some, um, there's a chance that I've talked to um, your colleague over there who might let me get behind the wheel of it occasionally. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. But, uh, so what what is it about all this that makes it so much, why do you enjoy it so much, I should say that? Oh, there's, there's I mean, so there's many different answers to that, but I, you know, personally, I love the creative process. Okay. Uh, we, we've got, and then, you know, we always have customers on the other end that are, you know, they, they they really they're, they're doing something fun. They're spending on they're spending money on something they they love. And you know when when we get involved with them, kind of kind of building these vehicles that they've you know probably been dreaming about for years and, mm-hmm. and putting together in their heads. So it's it's awesome to kind of take all their ideas and then uh, go in and design you know really cool one off stuff. Sure. And then there's obviously you as the focal point, but how many people are behind the scenes that are helping you put all make all this magic? Together? We have about twenty employees. So yeah, yeah we. Uh, Sometimes a little bit more, and you know, maybe a little bit less. But on, on average, we have 20 employees. We do everything in house. Um, we've got paint, paint, and body. 
and we have an interior shop in-house. We do a ton of sheet metal fabrication, and then you've got all the mechanical end of it as well. So it takes quite a big staff and, you know, a lot of support people to, to keep it moving forward. So there's all... We have, uh, at any given time, about seven huge projects we're doing, and then probably 25, you know, they could be engine swaps, just paint jobs, um, you know, air conditioning installs, whatever they might be, just, just kind of service work as well, so... Sure. So, I mean, and then obviously balancing that all out with obviously shows you have to attend and probably, sure. I'm guessing with those seven builds, probably some of those are going to be related to that or customer cars. Exactly. And then balancing a television show and all the media associated with that. I'm guessing it's quite a it's, quite a hectic. Someone has to help you plan your days out these sometimes. It, it is It is quite a bit. I try to stay organized and we try to plan everything as, as well as possible and, you know, be flexible because, you know, a lot of times in this industry when you're building these cars, you know, nothing nothing goes right. It can be, you know, somewhat, somewhat daunting, but, you know, with our normal you know work we have during the week and then if the show's going at that same time it ends up being about 90 hours a week which which can kind of start to wear on you a little bit so i try to try to you know when we're off work you know try to hang out with family and the kids and you know because i they're, they're the most important thing in my life so. of course yeah no it's it's certainly a, a very important thing to have be able to try and fit that balance even if it is a 90 hour week trying it at least the most of it back with the the other half and the, the kids exactly exactly so um with that being said, uh, what are your plans that's going to be happening post SEMA? What's what's set for the remainder of the year and maybe going into 2019 for you guys? So we've got a, a pretty pretty uh, stacked show season um, that we'll get into. You know, we kind of kick it off every year with the Detroit Autorama. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's kind of a winter show circuit and then all indoor stuff. And then there's a ton of great summer stuff. So we'll be, we'll be going to a lot of good guys shows. Uh, this this season, which is which is great, we've got a big brand new trailer, and we plan to show up with a couple builds, and you know just go out and have a good time. We have a a purpose built you know autocross truck as well that we'll be we'll be bringing, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be great. Fantastic. And then if before we sign off, for people that obviously listen to my podcast, which is aside from my mom and my dad and my wife, yes, right. Uh-huh. What tips would you give them for coming to SEMA? Oh, you know what? I always tell people you need an entire week. So yeah. I know you just want to show up for a day or two days and leave. But, you know, show up, you know, get here as early, get here as early as possible. And, you know, try to see it all because you probably won't be back. You know, not, not everybody's going to come annually. So wear comfortable shoes, drink a bunch of water. It's dry out here. And just walk around and, you know, get inspired. Sure. I always think the one that hidden that sometimes people forget is a lip balm. It's always lip good. Balm. You know, uh, some I think Roush was giving away lip balm today, and I said that is brilliant. Lip balm and hand sanitizer because yeah, you shake things. a lot of people's hands. And exactly. As long as you have those things, you can pretty much you don't even have to eat or or really drink water. No, you can just skirt by. Yeah, you could just almost make it. And, and I guess maybe not staying out too late as well probably helps. Oh, that doesn't help at all. <laughs> So with that, if people are looking to find your shop or find out you on social media or the website, what's the, what's the best place to get in hold of you guys? So our website's classiccarstudio.com. You can look up Classic Car Studio and find us on Instagram or Facebook as well. We put out a lot of uh, cool stuff and content, so you can follow, kind of follow along with the builds and, and see what we're doing You know, almost on the fly. We've got a lot of cool inventory all the time as well. So. And, and obviously check out the TV show. Of course. Yeah, naturally. So Noah, thank you so much for your time. Absolute pleasure. And I can let you go so you can go run off to another many, many, many interviews you have. Sounds good. Thanks, James. All right. Thanks, Noah. Bye-bye.